There are a lot of things that I know we can be proud of here in Kansas City. The Royals and Chiefs, of course, come to mind first. We have the best barbecue. We have also the best music. When you hear somebody mention Kansas City music, typically the first thing you think of when you think of local Kansas City area music is jazz. We have a lot of local musicians here in the Midwest. Proud I am to say I'm one of them. But there's one also that was profiled recently, matter of fact, a month ago, by In Kansas City Magazine that is a drummer. And this drummer plays a type of music that at first glance you probably wouldn't associate a drummer with. We will get into that along with Timothy Finn's interview transcript with this drummer as we take our first step into the Kansas City music scene here on the Thursday edition of the New Directions podcast, right after this. Terry Runyon here from the New Directions podcast with a feature book for the holiday season. It is my book, Tales from the Road to Christmas. It talks about Christmas fun I had had in years gone by, including special times on Christmas Eve and a photo album from the first Worlds of Fun Winterfest. A lot of Christmas memories were put into this book, and I'm selling it for $15 at Amazon.com. I also have it featured in the bookstore along with the others that I have advertised already. I invite you to stop by the bookstore, check out out what I have to offer, and I want you to especially have a look at Tales from the Road to Christmas. $15 from Amazon, and I hope that you can find a few stocking stuffers there as you do shop for this upcoming season. Terry's Bookstore the newest sponsor of the New Directions podcast. If memory serves me right, Timothy Finn was once upon a time an entertainment reporter for the Kansas City Star. He is now an entertainment reporter for In Kansas City Magazine. I've been reading through this magazine for the last two weeks or so, and I'm finding that I really enjoy a a magazine like this that could open your eyes to sections of Kansas City that aren't very often recognized. And from time to time, I'm going to have some opportunities here on the podcast to feature local area musicians. I'm able to do that thanks to the magazine this time around. We have a punk music drummer that I wanted to tell you about for this edition. These are the words of Timothy Finn. Lisa McKenzie's love for rhythm is so deep and adventurous, it inspired several trips to Africa to study traditional drumming and dance, skills and knowledge that she now applies to her newest band. 
Since she was 18, Mackenzie has been part of the Kansas City music community, playing drums for several groups in several genres, including Cher UK, The Grand Marquis, DiGiorno, Alex Abramovitz, easy for me to say, and his swinging Kansas City jazz band, Sycamore Grove and The Ragged View. She's busy these days with Bentaba, an Afrobeat band she co-founded that celebrates African legends like Fela Kuti. And October 17th, Bentaba headlined Felebration, a celebration of Kuti's birthday. Mackenzie is a Kansas City native who lives in rural, rural western Wyandotte County with her husband Dylan and their children, plus our dogs, horses, goats, and poultry. We grow food and keep bees, too. She recently answered questions from in Kansas City about her favorite drummers, her pilgrimages to Africa, her new band, and her fondness for Fela Kuti and Afrobeat. So Tim began by asking, when did music first enter your life? Her response, my father played in bands while I was growing up. Both of my parents were extremely supportive of me playing music. They made sure I got lessons, had a space for band practice, and tolerated hours and tolerated hours of individual practice and rehearsal time. I first started playing music when I was about 15. I started on clarinet. I really wanted to play saxophone, but the band director needed a clarinetist. I then switched to drums at about 16. My father bought me a drum set, and it just stuck. I loved it. I loved the rhythm and just playing. The drummers that influenced her early on were Steve Shelley from Sonic Youth, Stanton Moore from Galactic, and Herlin Riley and Herlin Riley. Steve because I love his rhythmic tribal approach to punk rock and noisy music. Early on, she tried to take his style and incorporate it into her own. And then she said, and then I'm quoting here, Stanton, he just blows my mind. I constantly watch his videos and practice his techniques. Harlan, I love New Orleans-style drumming, and in my opinion, Harlan is one of the best. Tim's next question, what music did you listen to growing up, and what was the first album you owned? Two and one. The first records she bought were the Kiss solo albums. They had them at the grocery store, and I begged my mom for them. She eventually bought them. How old were you when you first started performing live? What was your first band or serious gig? Lisa said, I started playing live when I was around 18. My first serious gig was Share UK. And I was serious about playing music before that, but Share UK was touring constantly. When and why did you become interested in Africa and its music? What have you learned from your trips over there? Lisa's response, I love rhythm. A former boyfriend bought me a book, War Drum of the U-E-W-E, Godwin Edgebelly. Godwin was a master drummer who owned a drumming and dance school in Copaya, Ghana, called the Gabi Cultural Arts Center. It is still going and operated by his son, Emmanuel Agbelli. I wrote him a letter expressing my interest in studying with him, and he invited me to his school. I went during summers in college for about five years.
In addition to learning you drumming and dance, I learned so much about community. Ghanaians have such a strong, beautiful sense of community and culture. I think that is what really that is what really prompted me to eventually adopt children. In addition to listening and learning traditional rhythms, I also enjoyed listening to Fela Kuti, King Saniad, to name a few, and other types of Afro jazz, high life, etc. And then Tim moves over and asks her about her new band, and I'll get to that right now. She started, she, Tim said, you just started a new band, Bantaba, an Afrobeat ensemble. Where did this name come from? Did you perform original music, covers, or both? Lisa said the name Bantaba is derived from, from the word for a large tree, which is called Bantaba. Can't pronounce it. Let me move over here which is called Benteni in the, excuse me, in the Mandinka language and is a traditional meeting place for the men of the village. The origins of the word is from the Mandinka for tree, which is bant, and abba means where to meet, and so the two words combined are bantaba. We like the name because it is, and I'm turning pages as I do this, because it is derived, it, it is to find community. We, need, we meet to create and celebrate music together. The group of people is truly special. I'm so lucky to be surrounded by such amazing people and musicians. The way the band formed and came together was pretty special. The right musicians, skill-wise and personality, just started appearing. We perform covers, a combination of Afrobeat, high life, and funk. We are working on writing originals and hope to have some recorded very soon. Montaba had a big event on October 17th, which is Felibration, a celebration of the great Fela Kuti. Talk about him and what his music means to you. Felibration is an annual worldwide event created by Yeni Anekolapo Kuti, Fela's daughter, to celebrate his life in music. Fela was the creator of Afrobeat music a revolutionary and human rights activist, and a Nigerian. Felibration is always celebrated the week of his birthday. I and others in Bataba love Fela's music because it is a merging of several different styles, combining traditional rhythms, jazz, and funk. It's so amazing. Fela was a revolutionary, and in my mind a genius. His message seems timeless. The message he was speaking in Nigeria in the 1970s is very relevant to modern-day America. Montaba loves to create a party every show. We want to see people dancing, moving, and having fun. We will have special guests, our dance, dance hall friend Knowledge, and our friends from Sunu, an Afrobeat New Orleans punkster band from Lawrence. Celebration had been at the record bar on October 17th, and showtime will be, was at 8. And they hoped at that time Kansas City would join us for this evening and celebrate the music of Fela Kuti. Tim's final question, what has Kansas City meant to you as a musician and longtime resident?
Her response is, I love being a musician from Kansas City and, all, and have always felt very proud to be a part of the Kansas City music scene. We have so many amazing musicians here. Kansas City is so musically and historically rich. Much of my favorite music comes from Kansas City musicians like Count Basie, Big Joe Turner, Jay McShann, and Benny Moten. Kansas City is a great place to work as a musician, and being in the center of the United States, it's easy to tour from. You don't have to look at either Nashville or Branson, or, or even Lake of the Ozarks for that matter, to see the music scene go. I do, however, have friends, and the two of those two of those friends were guests of mine on the old show, and I rebroadcasted them as I was getting the podcast up and going. But no matter where you look, you don't have to have famous people taking care of the music. You can find music almost everywhere you look. You can even find it at the street corner. And Lisa McKenzie is a perfect example of a scene that is very healthy and very strong. She is the first person we profile from the Kansas City music scene, but she will not be the last. And I'll be when on that note, I'll be back in a moment. As I mentioned, the music that I think a lot of people would think of when when they think of Kansas City would be jazz. And jazz it had normally been heard around the 18th and Vine area. There's a jazz museum there. There was also, of course, the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum. But in addition to those two, I've discovered that there is a restaurant over there, too. Thanks once again to the pages of In Kansas City Magazine. The name of this place is the Soiree Steak and Oyster House. I read up a little bit about the food they have to offer. I've gone to their website, soireekc.com, and seen their menus. And tomorrow, on the New Directions podcast, we're going to take an inside look at the Soiree Steak and Oyster House. Steak and Oysters, I thought it would be an interesting combination. And we're going to see, going to see, going to find out, courtesy, first of all, of a review how good this place is, and then we'll do a review of our own. Steak and Oysters on 18th and Vine. Join me tomorrow for the Friday edition of the New Directions podcast. Lisa McKenzie is a great example of how strong the Kansas City music scene actually is. A lot of different musicians, a lot of different styles of music, and they're a lot of fun to listen to. In past porch fests, I've had chances to play with some of the finest on the Missouri side, and I've played a lot on the Kansas too, so it's an honor to be a part of the music scene myself, and I hope to maybe possibly be able to be a part of more of these in the not too distant future. With that, that's going to wind things up for this Thursday edition of the New Directions podcast. Thank you for being with us today. Hope you have a chance to check out the bonus show I had earlier today. 
about Alex Smith and his already year-long recovery from a very, very broken leg he had playing for Washington in last year. Thank you once again for being with me. I look forward to seeing you on the radio tomorrow for the Friday edition. Until then, Dirks Brothers Osborne, get us out of here, would you please? Still a little bit flesh and bone Little foul, little